Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Hello, everyone. This is Rosie Tran, and welcome to Stupid Sexy Privacy, a Weibo.tv special report sponsored by our friends at DuckDuckGo. You may have heard my voice at the end of every episode on Weibo.tv. I'm the one asking you to leave a review. Which, by the way, I hope you've done, right? You've left us a review? Okay, great. Unless you're lying. <clears throat> well, I'm a lot more than a voice. I'm also Weibo.tv's intrepid reporter, and over the course of this miniseries, I'm going to share with you short, actionable tips you can use to protect your privacy. These tips were sourced by our fearless leader, he really hates when we call him that, BJ Mendelson. BJ, for those of you who may not know, is the author of the book Privacy and How We Get It Back, a book that was published in the before times. This means before COVID. BJ is currently writing a sequel called How to Protect Yourself from Fascists and Weirdos. So everything we're going to hear in this miniseries is the most up-to-date information he's researched, bringing us into 2023 and beyond. Throughout the series, you're also going to hear from some special guests and experts in the information security field. You hear that sound? That means it's time for today's privacy tip. This week, we're going to follow up on the software you should be using on your new Apple laptop. But just a note that all these programs work on any device and we recommend you use them. So if you're listening to the show and you haven't switched to an Apple laptop, that's okay. Although we really suggest you save up and get off Windows as soon as you can. On a scale of most secure to least secure computers, Apples are above average in terms of protection, but not the most secure, and Windows computers are at the absolute bottom. You're better off just posting all of your personal information on your favorite social media apps because that will somehow still be more secure than using a Windows computer. So we recommend Apple devices because they offer the most security for the most people while remaining easy to use. That said, these are the programs everyone should be using to provide the most security and privacy for their device. They are ProtonVPN, the DuckDuckGo browser, Clam AV, which is a free cross-platform open source antivirus program, and Signal. We've linked to all four in the show notes below, but here's a brief explanation as to why we recommend them. Proton VPN. VPNs are great, but we want to stress they don't make you invincible or immortal. Someone can still kill you and become the Highlander if they really want to. That's how the Highlander thing works, right? I've never seen any of those movies. My point is that if someone wants to mess with you bad enough, they can probably find a way around your VPN. For example, by sending you shady emails or texts that look like they're from trusted senders. That said, you absolutely want to have a VPN and use it at every opportunity when you're out and about. Just like with your smartphone, you never want to connect to any public Wi-Fi on a laptop without your VPN. In fact, whenever you're on the move, it doesn't hurt to keep the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth features on your laptop turned off until you absolutely need to use them. Okay, next on our list, Clam AV. Clam AV is an antivirus program everyone should use. The fact is, you just can't trust commercial antivirus providers. It's not in their self-interest to actually solve the problem to the solutions they're selling you. And like we mentioned, while VPNs are great, people are still susceptible to trickery. 
So in the event you do ever click on anything you probably shouldn't have, you want to run Clam AV immediately. In fact, you should run it at least once a week, just to be safe. There's not much more to say about this one. It's a free antivirus software. It works. And yes, Macs get viruses. They're not common, but they do happen. Remember BJ's old laptop that we told you about? The one with all the porn? It probably kicked the bucket after getting a virus. And that was a Mac. Shit happens is what we're saying, so get yourself an antivirus program. Next on our list, DuckDuckGo's web browser. Yes, DuckDuckGo sponsors this show, but the reason they do this is that BJ regularly uses this browser and asks them if they'd be interested in doing so. So we were going to recommend their browser to regardless of their involvement. There are some great choices out there for browsers, like Brave, which is what BJ recommends in his first book on privacy. But since BJ's first privacy book came out, DuckDuckGo launched its own browser. One that's less focused on behavioral advertising, which is how Brave makes its money. And the DuckDuckGo browser has a really nice feature Brave doesn't have yet. If you're tired of being asked whether or not you accept cookies, and I think that's almost all of us at this point, the DuckDuckGo browser can manage all of that for you. There is a drawback though to using this browser instead of Brave. Brave will block all the ads on almost every website you visit. DuckDuckGo will only block the ads that are creepy. And those creepy ads are the ones you want to worry about. There's nothing wrong with contextual advertising. Our favorite apps and websites need to make money in order to provide us with the services we enjoy. But there is something wrong with ads that collect data on you without your knowledge and share it all over the internet like it was a reporter for TMZ. So you can go either way and use Brave or the DuckDuckGo browser. But for now, we're recommending the Duck. Last on our list is Signal. We've mentioned Signal before, and we hope by now most of you have made this your default messaging and calling app on your phone. Here's another reason why you should do that right now. Signal has a great desktop app for Mac OS. That means if you're only using Signal to receive texts and calls, you can also receive those texts and calls on your computer. This is great because it means you don't need your phone anywhere near you. The more you use your phone, the more data it collects. So it's entirely possible that you can start cutting the phone out of your life by switching over to Signal. You can do that by putting your phone away and securely calling and texting with friends and family using your laptop when you're at home with Signal. Speaking of using your phone less, next week we'll start our segment on doing a digital detox, which will help you break up with your smartphone, maybe for good. Are you still listening? We hope so because we have a special surprise. Back in 2017, BJ's first book on privacy came out. It was called Privacy and How We Get It Back. Broadway actor Roger Wayne did the narration for the audio edition of the book. Our editor, Andrew, was nice enough to go through the audiobook and pull out the sections that are still very much worth sharing with you today. So if you stick around and listen to this miniseries, after every privacy tip, you'll hear another excerpt from BJ's book, Privacy and How We Get It Back. Take it away, Roger! 7. A Place for Your Stuff The comedian George Carlin, in the prime of his career, had a wonderful routine called A Place for My Stuff. The place starts out very small, but slowly gets bigger and bigger as Carlin details the need for everything he owns to have its own place where he can get to it. And what does Carlin explain as the inevitable consequence of continued accumulation? the need for an even bigger place to hold more stuff. Carlin died in 2008, so it's not known what he would have said about the cloud. But digitally speaking, the cloud gives us all the place for our stuff. As you might have guessed by this point in the book, there are some issues with trusting the companies like Dropbox, 
Apple, and Amazon who provide cloud storage for your stuff. The cloud describes the space allotted to users where they can upload and store their files remotely. In other words, to store those files on a computer that is not their own. That's all it is. The cloud is just a clever marketing term to describe storing your stuff on someone else's thing or server, to put it in terms George Carlin would have appreciated. Now, to be fair to the providers of cloud-based storage who may come and go as you read this, the cloud is a perfectly legitimate and mostly safe place for your stuff. There is nothing to fear from relying on the cloud. In fact, this is a point I've made throughout this book. I'm not saying any of these products are inherently bad or creepy. The companies can and often do act in a creepy way. But if you want to use Facebook or Apple's iCloud, go for it. Just be educated about what's going on with your data and how it's being used. That's all I'm saying. But in keeping with the theme of this book, there are some issues that should still be addressed. Specifically, although these cloud storage companies provide a great service, you shouldn't trust them to have your best interests at heart when it comes to your stuff. In fact, you shouldn't assume you have any privacy at all concerning what you've uploaded to someone else's servers. Remember, if it involves the Internet, assume nothing you do on it is private. I'm a Facebook hipster. I then deleted my Facebook account and then re-upped it in 2005 and have not been able to get off the stupid thing since. So, so why can't you get off? So what, what are your... <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> the award-winning Smashing Security Podcast, hosted by Graham Cluley and Carol Terrio each week. It takes an irreverent look at cybersecurity and online privacy, helping you find out what's happening with your data. Find it in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all good podcast apps, or at smashingsecurity.com. It's not all filth. Who do you trust with your stuff? Back in 2014, the world learned that a ring of hackers were breaking into the iCloud accounts of female celebrities, downloading their private and often nude photos, and sharing the photos amongst themselves. One of the members of the ring decided to post the photos they had on 4chan, a web-based image board. Once the photos hit 4chan, they made their way to Reddit and from there to the rest of the world. This is because Reddit is often a source of news for bloggers and journalists. But how did the hackers get those photos in the first place? When we talk about privacy, we have to talk about trust. Who do you trust with your stuff? In this case, we see that these celebrities placed their trust in Apple. They thought their stuff was secure when stored within Apple's iCloud server. Except it totally wasn't. And Apple is a company that tells people, right on their page about privacy, at www.apple.com forward slash privacy forward slash, that they, as a company, believe privacy to be a fundamental human right. LOL. In fact, not long after the leaked nude photos began to circulate, we learned that Apple knew of the exploit the hackers used to access the accounts of the celebrities and that they did nothing to fix it. Think about that for a second. Millions of people store their stuff using Apple's iCloud service. According to Comscore, 
There were over 85 million iPhones in the United States as of December 2016. Apple knew there was a flaw that would allow for hackers to break in and access people's stuff. And their response was not only to do nothing, but as the nude photos circulated, Apple claimed their service was secure while they finally got around to fixing the exploit they had known about months earlier. Apple shouldn't be the only one with some blame here, however. Reddit kept the nude celebrity photos up for a week before shutting down the subreddits housing the photos, thereby benefiting from the sheer amount of traffic generated during this time. Later that same year, Dropbox had a security breach of its own. What happened was either A, hackers stole usernames and passwords from Dropbox, or B, hackers stole usernames and passwords from other services, and using those usernames and passwords, were able to access Dropbox accounts. This allowed the hackers to pull anything and everything they'd like from Dropbox accounts as long as the accounts were compromised. Was Dropbox lying when they told everyone they weren't hacked, the way Apple did? Or were the hackers lying, as Dropbox claimed? It's not clear, but either way, it doesn't matter. Throughout this book, you'll find numerous instances of hacks and security breaches occurring because nobody wanted to pay to update the security software. That's kind of messed up, don't you think? Like if you're a multi-billion dollar company, or at least valued as one, you figure little things like this would be taken care of. But they're not. Not often, anyway. And we're all just sort of blindly trusting these companies to protect our stuff for us. Why? You really have to ask yourself why these tech companies all get a pass for stupid, shitty things. But the second some other non-tech company messes up, like Mattel, we're all over them, saying, No, bad company, bad Bad? We do that outside. Look, I love Dropbox. I love Apple. I really mean that. They make great stuff. But this is some amateur hour level right here, and there's no excuse for it. And if you want an extreme example of the other problem when it comes to companies getting hacked and being deceitful about it, Yahoo grossly misinformed the public about the number of accounts that were compromised, finally admitting, of course, after their multi-billion dollar purchase by Verizon went through, that every single Yahoo account had been compromised. Marissa Mayer, who was heralded as the savior of Yahoo when she first took the reins of the company, received a $23 million golden parachute after the Verizon purchase was completed. The security breach of every single Yahoo account, as well as the company downplaying how bad the breach was, happened on her watch. That leads us to another rule you should remember. Do not take what tech companies tell the public at face value, ever. The same is true for hackers, too. Tired of being tracked online? DuckDuckGo can help. Tracking is a comprehensive program. Trackers lurk nearly everywhere online from websites, emails, and even apps in your phone. That means you need a multi-pronged solution. DuckDuckGo's all-in-one privacy app can be used as an everyday browser with private search, tracking, blocking, encryption, and now email protection built in. It's the free, easy button for online privacy. Download the app today. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Thank you for listening to Stupid Sexy Privacy, a Weiwo.tv special report. Do you need a privacy audit? To help find new episodes of Weiwo.tv, BJ is offering one-on-one privacy audits. These are private, one-time consultations that are conducted securely through Signal. During the audit, BJ will walk you through all 23 steps from our special report to help you better protect your privacy. 
Now, just to be clear, we're going to share all 23 steps with you here for free in this podcast mini-series. Because these are all tactics you can use right now to help protect yourself from fascists and weirdos, and we want to help keep everyone safe. These privacy audits are meant for people who may need some extra help implementing these steps or have additional questions that they want answered. You can have your one-on-one privacy audit with BJ by sending an email to bjmendelson at duck.com. That email again is bjmendelson at duck.com. And we'll see you next time right here on weiwo.tv, right? Right?